This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by Profitability Movement. Google profitability-movement to join this community of business owners focused on building profit, increasing wealth, and giving back. Thank you for joining us. Here is how we will help your business and you today. It's summer. Unfortunately, many of the processes and procedures you put in place fall by the wayside. Your excuse? You're busy. Procedures when it's slow should be the same procedures when it's busy. Here are five really dumb financial mistakes that contractors make in the summer. I know that you won't do them because I'm talking about them. So let's get started. Number one, and this one drives me absolutely insane. You ignore or you don't get or review your financial statements or they're a month or two months behind because you are busy. Look, Financial statements are really, really critical. It doesn't matter whether you're slow or it doesn't matter whether you're busy. You need to look at the data and look at what the statements are telling you so that you can spot minor issues before they become major crises. And I promise you, in the summertime, those minor issues blow up into major crises really, really fast. So do not accept any excuses from your bookkeeper about, well, she's too busy to get the financial statements. No, her responsibility is to get you the financial statements by the 15th of the following month. And in some cases, now by the 10th, because almost everything comes in electronically, including the fact that you can look at your bank statement the day after the month closes. So no excuses about bank statements anymore. The key and truly is really and truly get them. Your responsibility is to look at them. And that still will take you less than a half an hour. You can go home and be watching television, although I'd prefer you concentrate, but you could have TV on in the background and be looking at your financial statements. We all have a half an hour somewhere every single week. Use that half hour wisely to review your financial statements. I will give you this story because one of the embezzlement things happened started in the middle of summer because they weren't paying attention to receivables. And as a result of not paying attention to receivables, things slipped through the cracks and receivables that shouldn't have been there got put into receivables because they weren't paying attention. And lo and behold, those receivables were paid to guess who? The bookkeeper. All right. Watch your financial statements. Make sure you looked at age receivables and age payables and make sure that they match your financial statements every month. It doesn't matter whether you're busy or you're slow. Financial statements are due by the 15th of every month and you need to review them within a day or two after that. Number two, not pricing properly. If your prices aren't right, it gets worse in the summer because you have extra volume. Sure, you have the cash, but if you don't have everything priced properly so you're making a profit, all of that cash will be eaten up at the end of the summer when you pay all of your vendors. I'll never forget a guy coming to my class one time and he said, you know, I had a phenomenal summer. And then when I paid all my bills, I had nothing left. And I didn't know how I was going to make it through the slower times this winter. He was a Southern contractor. So 
there have been many, many, many price increases over the past year and a half, two years, as a result of COVID and supply issues and things like that. Do not absorb your price increases. You must pass them along to your customers. If you absorb the price increases, guess what? You have a really good shot of going out of business. And in the past, I've told the story about a contractor who grew from zero to $2 million by just looking at his cash for 12 years. And as a result of that, when he stopped growing, he started having problems taking his discounts every once in a while, paying payroll every once in a while, and he was smart enough to get help. The key was, when I did the analysis, he was losing a nickel for every dollar that came in the door for 12 years. How do you do it? It's really easy. Don't pay attention to labor. Don't pay attention to materials. And just worry about whether you have enough cash in the bank. As long as they had cash in the bank to pay payroll and cash in the bank to take their discounts, they were fine. Hard lesson when you stop growing because growth does mask the cash issues. As you're growing, the cash from one replacement job starts the next one. And as long as you're growing, you have an ever-increasing number of replacement jobs to take care of cash flow. So <clears throat> please, 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 as we are starting the summer system, summer season, sorry, make sure that you are pricing everything correctly so that you have cash and profit at the end of the summer and don't have an empty bank account. Number three, not looking at your weekly cash flow report. I guess this is kind of like number two, but number three really and truly is something that your bookkeeper puts on your desk at the end of every week. Again, I don't want to hear excuses from your bookkeeper. I'm too busy. All right. No, 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 no. Bookkeeper's job is to do the books. All right. If she has to have a little bit of overtime or she has to have some help, get her the help. Her job is to make sure you have accurate financial statements at the end of every month. So why do you worry about a weekly cash flow report? Well, you want to know what's come in, basically where you started the week, what was in your petty cash, what was in your savings accounts, what was in your operating accounts, how much was collected during the week, how much you wrote bills for during the week, which will give you your ending cash for the week, and what the expectation is for the following week. Behind the weekly cash flow report is a list of receivables and payables. You get an aged payable report and an aged receivable report. You as the owner will circle the payables you want paid, and you're gonna look at the aged receivables report every single week. If there are names on there that are 30, 60, 90 days old, I don't care whether it's busy or not busy, you got to go and start collecting those funds. It's really important because you're so busy, you're seeing a lot of cash coming in the door, and you might miss those receivables that are getting older. That's what the weekly cash flow report does. It lets you see an aged receivables report so that you can see what's going on and who owes you money. And even though you're busy, you have to collect the money. So those are the first three. When I get back after break, I'll give you the last two dumb financial mistakes a lot of contractors make when it gets busy. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. We'll be right back.
Do you ever have warranty leak issues? One of Ruth King's clients did about four years ago. Thousands of dollars in expense and unhappy customers. She solved this problem for him though. How? With a leak letter that every customer must sign when the service technician discovers a refrigerant leak. Once they implemented the letter, there were no more warranty leak headaches. No warranty leak callbacks. Happier customers. The surprising result was more replacement sales too. To get a copy of the leak letter for free, just send Ruth an email at ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. That's ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. Before the break, I gave you the first three really dumb things that contractors can do when it gets busy. And I'm talking about financial dumb things. Number one was to ignore, don't get your financial statements or get them late. You've got to get them on time and they've got to be accurate, whether you're busy or whether you're slow. Remember not to accept excuses from your bookkeeper. Number two was not pricing properly. And this is really critical now because if you're losing a nickel for every dollar that comes in the door, since you have more dollars coming in the door when it's busy, you're going to have more losses of nickels. I told the story before the break. However, it happens to contractors all the time. If you're of the the situation where you have great cash flow in the summer, and after you pay your bills in the fall, you have no cash left, you're probably not, excuse me, you're probably not pricing properly. So make sure that you price properly. Assuming that you are, you should have obviously profit at the end of the summer, and you should have cash flow at the end of the summer busy times. And remember that suppliers are increasing their costs to you. You have to increase your costs to your customers. And if they increase it by 8%, I'd add 10% because some of those little supplies are going up in price and it's really hard to look at some of the little stuff every single day, every single week. The extra 2% cushion gives you some leeway, assuming that the little parts and pieces are also going up. Okay, so number three was not looking at your weekly cash flow report and not tracking it every week. So make sure you, at the last thing on Fridays, your bookkeeper gives you the weekly cash flow report and the aged receivables and the aged payables reports. Okay, number four, having a warehouse supermarket. And here's what I mean by a warehouse supermarket. Field and and service both have access to the warehouse whenever they want. There's nothing that's locked up. There's nothing that gives them the responsibility for letting somebody know what they took. And they walk around the, the installer's walk around the warehouse at the beginning of the day and they know they have Mrs. Jones' job or company XYZ's job and they say, I need two of those and three of those, even though the materialist says, I need one. All right, they're going to take extra stuff, extra materials, and you're never going to see it. It is busy. The jobs are plentiful. So make sure that there's an accurate materialist. Make sure that the warehouse is locked up and make sure that whatever is needed for a particular job is pulled and put in a certain place in the warehouse ready for that field crew to come in and put it on their trucks. 
There are some companies who even put it on their trucks for them. So all they have to do is come in, see what the job is, jump in their trucks and be gone. So they're they're out of the warehouse in five or 10 minutes because everything's already on their truck for them. Um, some of you may not be that organized, but that's incredibly efficient use of the installation crew's time so that they can get to the job quickly and get it done in the number of hours that are estimated to do that job. Your service parts room also has to be locked up. And I don't mean locked up and then a service technician can get a key and take whatever he wants. I mean, I literally saw a tech one time in a place that shall remain nameless. The parts room was unlocked. He walked in and walked out with a handful of parts, which he never told anybody about. I kind of watched this from the background and obviously told the owner of the company about it. So parts room gets locked up, warehouse gets locked up. You know what's on the trucks, you know what's needed for the jobs, and that's all the materials that they take. Summertime, they'll take extra stuff. They'll be funding their own things for their side jobs occasionally. Be careful, lock up now and even in slower times. And number five, make sure you put your maintenance money away and make sure you put 1% of all cash that comes in the door away. It's summer. You have cash flow. There's no reason in the world not to do this. You get a you get cash coming in the door for $10,000. That's $100 out of that 10,000 that gets put in a savings account. I promise you you can operate on $9,900 and have that $100 in the savings account. Likewise for maintenance. If Mrs. Jones pays you up front or you get your monthly recurring billing and it goes into your operating account, you want to make sure that it goes into a separate savings account. The question I get asked a lot is, can the maintenance agreement savings account and the 1% be the same savings account? Yes, they can. Um, The reason I like them to be separate is if you are accounting for your maintenance properly, you have a contingent liability, i.e. you've been paid for work that you haven't been done for X number of dollars. And that X number of dollars needs to match the amount of money that's in your savings account. And obviously, as your savings account grows and you get it from year to year to year to year, the savings account will always be higher than your contingent liability. If you are selling your company, they will want to see what your contingent liabilities are for maintenance, and they'll want to make sure that there's enough cash reserve to take care of those contingent liabilities. So that's the reason I like the two accounts to be separate, but it's your choice. If you want to put them all in one account, that's totally up to you. Many of the contractors I work with for monthly recurring billing have the um, credit card companies actually deposit funds into a savings account rather than their operating account. So they never see it. Well, yeah, they see it, but it never touches their operating account. So they're not tempted to use it. And yes, it's part of the weekly cash flow reports at the end of the week. And it's really cool to watch the numbers go up and up and up and up. So those are the five really dumb financial mistakes that I know you won't make because it's busy. So let me just quickly review them. Number one, ignore, don't get, get late your financial statements. They are due the 15th of every month, whether you're busy or you're slow. Number two, 
please make sure you're pricing properly. If you're not, more revenue just means more loss. Yes, you may have cash, but you may not have profit. Number three, please make sure you get a weekly cash flow report put on your desk the last thing on Friday afternoons and make sure there's an accounts receivable aging report and accounts payable aging report behind it. This way you can see who owes you money and who you owe money to. And you can circle who you owe money to and the bookkeeper can prepare the checks for your signature. Number three, not, excuse me, number four, having a warehouse supermarket. And number five, please put your maintenance agreement dollars and your 1% of all the cash that comes in the door into your savings account. So I've revealed them. You know what you need to do to make sure that you don't do these things and it doesn't happen to you. So thank you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable